All right, so you've got a big project that you're working on. You've got a lot of ideas and you've got a lot of work to do, but you start with the broad strokes. You start with just the loose sketch. At some point, details come into it though. There's a matter of refinement and polish and just a, a, a craftsmanship that has to be a part of your project to really make it stand out and make it yours. Now, when do you use details and how much do you use? And maybe you choose to avoid details altogether. Let's talk about that. All right, so welcome to another episode of Sketch and Release. My name is Robert, and with this episode, we're going to talk about some stuff. But uh, if you want to see what I'm drawing during this episode, you can always do that at patreon.com slash robertcortez. That's me. That's this guy. And you'll get to see video episodes there. You get to see uh, some other content that's going up there. I'll post some occasional other pieces of art or other projects I'm working on, but that's kind of the place to go check this out. If you just listen to this in Apple Podcasts or some other podcast catcher, um, go there, go to the website, and check it out, or go to sketchrelease.com and see what's there. Uh, you can catch other episodes. You can find ways to subscribe if you just happen to find this somewhere. All right, that's all the housekeeping out of the way. The topic for this episode, it's something kind of... Uh, it's something kind of important to me and it's funny because when you come at it when you come at a creative project you you start that workflow you start that process it's not something that i think a lot of people always think about but you know focusing on details being very detail minded um it's a little tricky sometimes because you you need those details you need to be able to really show refinement and um, a level of quality with your work. And now it may depend on the work that you're doing and, and the medium that you're working in. But if you're going to produce something that is engaging and interesting and just maybe eye catching or uh, entertaining, whatever the, the project is, or whatever the type of work you're creating, if you want it to have impact, you want it to have some resonance, those details do matter. And so it's always something that has to happen in your process. It has to happen somewhere down the road. But what I've found is sometimes I think I work backwards and, and this is not the right way to do it, I think, but it happens to me where I think about details first and then find my ways towards them. Um, you know, sometimes if I'm, if I'm drawing something, if I'm drawing a piece of art, just drawing a sketch even. It's like I know specific things that I want to see or I want to uh, convey in this piece. But I don't always know how to get there. And it's good to have those specific ideas that you want. But if they're there just for the sake of being there versus being a part of the thing you're trying to create and to add up to a to a, a whole cohesive piece um that's where i think you're gonna have some trouble and i know it's been trouble for me and not so much with drawing or with artwork or, or with design when i encountered something like this was when i was working with some uh, short film projects and you know writing uh some screenplays and just uh 
trying to map some things out for a narrative, right? Um, even working with authors on their books and their writing and, and working with just with other creatives. All right. So I, look, let me back up. All right. So I was writing a short film. I was writing the screenplay for it. And some of it was more about specific moments, right? Specific, sometimes even just um, a certain line of dialogue or a certain shot that I just really thought would be great. Like, oh, that would look awesome right there. Or that would be funny right here. And so I wanted to get that in there somehow. And yet, you know, when you try and throw up one thing, put up one pushpin on that board, and you try and hang a scene or a story around that, that's not always a good idea. Um, sometimes you can make it work. Sometimes you can kind of backwards engineer uh, a scene based on a, a, a line of dialogue or a moment or a specific action or something. But really, it has to work the other way around. And so that's something I've learned. Um, and it applies to everything, really. But you know, even this, even this artwork right now. So I take it from a very broad, you know, 10,000 foot point of view of let's just get in some basic strokes. Let's get in some basic uh, shapes and we'll start to define and we'll start to fill out and we'll start to craft, you know, the edges and add all the details later. And so you know, it's important to know that those things matter and that point of view, that process matters. So, you know, if you're in the habit of that, if you're in the habit of working kind of backwards from the end, um, you know, you, you're going to have a harder time, I think. And that's not always, I don't know. I, I, I don't like to say that there's rules to doing things, especially like with creative work, because a lot of times, you don't have to adhere to rules, but there are going to be rules. And it's not even like rules that um, will guarantee success or guarantee failure. But there are rules. They're, they're more like, I guess, what, like best practices, right? So things that you really should do and you should try to adhere to. But they're somewhat loose. You don't have to. And, you know, I think you know, history has shown that some of the best art, some of the most interesting, some of the most controversial, some of the most engaging art that's been created in any medium is art that breaks those rules or goes against the rules or kind of uh, ignores the rules. And so there's an, there's an argument to be said that you don't have to work a certain way, but when it comes to refinement, when it comes to quality of your work, details will still matter. You will still need to have that in there somewhere down the road. And, you know, for me, it's more a matter of um, the level to which you work with your team or work with others or just present, right? Even just presenting to the world, those details still matter. So it's not even, oh, well, you just made your artwork, you made your thing and you're done and you focused on details there. That's great. But afterwards, sharing it with others, uh, whether it's a film, you know, getting it onto a screen somewhere for people to see, 
details still matter there. And you know, that's where I think sometimes, uh, and I'm guilty of it. I'm sure most creative people are guilty of it. They don't think about anything past the work itself. Whether it's uh, promoting it, selling it, um, distributing it, just getting it out to the world. I think a lot of people, um, they kind of short themselves on that. And, you know, whether it's, uh, you know, you write a book, you write a story, and you don't give any thought to the covers. Like, well, just put the title and put my name on it and maybe some kind of picture and I'm done. Yeah, but there's a lot that you can do there. There's, that's another piece of the, the creative work that you've done that is important to it. You, you write a story, want to publish it as a book. You may have a thousand ideas in that story whether it's your characters or, or the plot or location, it's so many things that you've put into that. So many ideas that a reader can hang on to that can, can really, uh, you know, engage with. And yet you don't want to put any of that on your cover. Maybe because you just don't think it's that important, or maybe you, you just don't understand how covers factor into your audience understanding your book or wanting to read your book. And so, you know, I've explained that to some people that I worked with. Um, even when I worked in magazines, you know, I had to learn about it then of the importance of cover design and uh, structure and, you know, representation of ideas and themes and, and all those types of things that, that really factor into it and make it something that's more than just your ideas, but make it into a product really. And, you know, Hey, it, at least in those forms, uh, in publishing, it's like the cover represents so much. Uh, even, you know, forget about books and magazines even, but let's talk about movies, right? Like posters and cover art, or we talk about music, like albums, uh, cover art. It, those things represent so much to someone who's going to consume that. And in a lot of ways, it's, it's kind of subconscious, right? The, the things that you put into it don't necessarily, um, they don't necessarily resonate or connect with your audience, your listener, your reader, um, your, your viewer in the way you might expect, but it's going to connect with them in some way on some level. I mean, it might even be like a subconscious thing. It might be a thing that is happening and they don't even realize it. They don't even know that they're feeling a way or reacting a certain way. So when you don't have those details, when you don't put that work in, put that time in, it'll, it'll, it'll feel different. You know, you watch an old movie, let's say, let's say you watch an old movie from uh, maybe like the sixties and compare that to a, a, a movie that might've come out in the last, oh, 20 years. And something that always stands out to me as it, it's a, it's kind of a minor detail, but sometimes it's a stylistic thing. It's a choice, but something that always stands out to me at least is sound design. 
in a contemporary film that, that you would see now, a modern film, you expect a certain level of either realism or like a, a just a dynamic sound to everything. Whether it's heightened or it's super subtle, you expect a lot of detail in there. You expect a lot of layers and elements in the mix and in everything that you're hearing on top of the visuals themselves, right? And yet, if you go back and look at older films, and especially early films, but, you know, early films, you can kind of, uh, you can kind of dismiss that as just being a little bit crude, a little bit primitive, and maybe technology really didn't allow for uh, a lot of developed production techniques and all that. But when you look at, like, like I said, like 50s, 60s, 70s films, even, and you see like some of the 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 movies that were produced and the sound design and and just how rough it is or or just how kind of empty and and um stark it is like especially like um if you're watching a movie and you you see that the voices don't quite sound right and sometimes that's because they're doing like looping where they go back and they re-record dialogue because it didn't come out right when they actually filmed it or you know, it just uh, was inaudible or unusable or whatever. Or, you know, sometimes they change a line or change a word of dialogue. So they'll go back and re-record it. This is a technique that's been done forever. But earlier films, you could tell sometimes where it didn't sound right. Like something was off about the actor's voice and maybe the setting that they're in. Like it doesn't sound natural or it sounds... Um, it just sounds unusual. And yet, you know, over time and, and after so many years and, and really decades of that practice being a part of film production, you watch a film today and there are probably whole lines and scenes where dialogue is re-recorded and it's really crafted, it's really tuned to match what it should sound like. There's a real art and a real development to how that is done. And that's just a matter of people being more focused on those details. When maybe in you know decades past, it wasn't so important. It's like, we just want to get the words out. We wanted the character to say this, but we didn't get it right. Or we needed to redo it for whatever reason. Now it's so, you know, audiences are so in tune with what sounds real and, and what looks real, especially. I mean, if you, if you look at films and special effects, visual effects, you know, someone behind the wheel saying, no, this can be better. This has to be better. This has to look more realistic or it has to look more stylized or, or whatever. It's got to look more, like push it further. Someone in the in, involved with the production of, of a film is, is being that person that says, this can be better and we can make it better. You know, when you can be that person or if you work with people that are that focused on details and getting things right and getting them done correctly or, you know, to the best of your abilities, that's always going to result in better work. And that's really the key, right? That's really what we're in this for. We want to create stuff. We want to make things, but we want them to be good and we want people to enjoy them or or have uh, a connection with them. And so those details, they're always going to matter. And, you know, on the on the flip side, it's like I've worked with people who are just very kind of dismissive of details. 
You know, I actually worked with someone who once told me, well, I'm not a details guy. And yeah, it kind of, I had to take a step back and be like, well, what do you, how, how can you, how can you not be worried about details? Like that is what makes our work better. Or at least that's our opportunity to set ourselves apart with the work that we're producing is we pay more attention to details or we uh, push things further. We refine things further. And so that's really, uh, that's a little bit of a, um, that's like a tug of war sometimes is knowing when to really drill down and, and get those details and, and refine your work and when to back off and when to see things, uh, from a different perspective and maybe open yourself to a little bit of, um, I don't know, a, a fresh eye on how you approach the work or the idea that you're trying to build this on. And then come back to the details at a later point in the process. So, you know, I've worked with people who are, uh, like I said, not focused on details. And I work with people who have honestly just not even considered details. Like at any point in the process, you know, say, well, here's what we're going to do. We're going to knock this out. This is going to be easy. It's going to be fast, pretty straightforward. And yet when it comes down to actually doing the work or producing the piece or whatever it is, you know, it's not just three steps. It's maybe a 30 steps that you, because you don't focus on details that you don't see, but other people have to deal with that. You know, that's where, um, having an understanding of the details involved in something is important because maybe it doesn't affect you and your position in the project or the workflow or whatever, but you know, you've got people down the line in front or behind you that may have to face the consequences of you not caring about details. You know, I've been in different parts of that process and I've seen where, uh, I don't, I don't know, carelessness is the right word, but you know, just kind of not worrying about details. I've seen where that can backfire and can come back and like cause other issues later. So that's why I try to at least, even if I don't focus on details right away, I do try to keep it in mind as uh, a project continues and, and moves forward. It's like, okay, if we thought of this, okay, well, now's not the time to worry about it, but we've got to keep it in mind because it will come up later or will come up at some point. And for those who are purely interested in creating something with a specific idea, not worried about details. I understand. And there's something to be said for the power of that. This year, uh, there was also earlier this year or just a while back, the release of a, an album from Prince who passed away five years ago now. And it was an album that he, I guess, had mostly finished or had finished, but never got released. The level of, of, of craftsmanship and, and work that went into the album is there. And yet, I didn't find much to really hang on to with it. And, you know, maybe that's me. Maybe that's a personal thing. But um, I find in... in this example, I find that some of Prince's best work 
was work that was rough and was a little crude and a little jagged around the edges and, you know, not really polished. And I remember reading that somewhere. I remember reading that in, a, in an interview or in something about his recording process, his, his like, sketching process of, of trying to figure out uh, music or songs or, you know, different things like that. Just working with the ideas in his head and trying to get them down. And, oh man, I can't remember where it was, but it was something where it was like he would take whatever he heard in his head and just lay it down with whatever he had, uh, whether it be just a piano or um, just some vocal tracks. And he would lay them down rough, like create a demo. And sometimes that demo would make, you know, some elements of it would probably make it into the final track. Now I can't, don't quote me on it, but that's kind of the gist of what I remember. And even to the point where, um, Sometimes his recordings, and I don't know if it's like an engineering thing or, or uh, a mixing thing or whatever, but you know you can hear some of his songs that were released like on albums, you know that made it out to the world. You can you can hear like sometimes he would like blow out the mic or like it would start to clip or uh, whatever the term is where it's like oh this sounds a little rough this. This, this wasn't really refined, like in the mixing, ed, uh, editing stage or whatever, but that's what he wanted. That's, he just had to get the notes out, get the, the melodies out, get the idea out. Didn't matter how it sounded. That wasn't the point. You got the idea either way. And so, you know, that's something where it's like, well, maybe details aren't as important because the idea is more important and the, maybe the the level of of rawness to it or or crudeness to it that's what makes it what it is that's what gives it its power and so you know and you see that sometimes with like you know modern art and different forms of visual media where i mean even like experimental short films and music videos i mean that was for a long time that was a spot where you could see like people were trying things and they were, they were getting really, uh, really experimental. They're really doing things that pushed some, some limits, push some envelopes. And it wasn't about the polish. It wasn't about the details. It was about the feeling. It was about the impact. So, you know, even in that regard, I feel like sometimes the most, um, kind of haphazard looking piece in the mind of whoever created it, I'm sure they were still thinking about details. They were still thinking about how do I refine this and get it, maybe not to be perfect or pristine, but how do I get it to the thing that I see in my head? How do I get that onto the screen or this page or, or whatever it is? So that's something to think about is, is how much detail you put into your work and how you practice detail. And you know what, even more than that, how much you pay attention to detail. Details do matter to your audience. So if it's just for you, that's great. If it's for others to consume, you have to take them into account. Because as much as you're creating whatever you're creating for yourself, for your own 
amusement or uh, relief or um, expression. Now, you can't say, well, I'm drawing this and I'm just drawing it for me and nobody's ever going to see it. I mean, you can do that. I do it. I have sketchbooks full of stuff. I have drawings that and artwork that no one will probably ever see. But that doesn't mean I approach it that way. I still approach it with the idea that I may show this to somebody someday, or I, I ultimately want to share this with at least one other person. And so those kind of details are still going to be an important part of that. Now, I know sometimes that a high level of quality is important to what I'm producing, but maybe that's not the idea. The idea needs something raw, something jagged around it. And so I have to keep that in mind. So I don't know. Um, that's something that as I work on this and I look at um, where I started, as you, if you're watching this, you see where I started and you see where I'm ending up here. Sometimes I do focus on details. Sometimes I just go kind of just go right past them. You know, it's not the most important thing to what I'm trying to convey here. And yet, you know, when it comes to details in your work, maybe, you know what, maybe that's the question. Okay. So what priority do you put on details in your creative work? Like where, where do you kind of put that in your process? Is that up at the beginning? You think about those things early on, or do you really kind of wait to towards the end and, and just kind of, uh, you know, start filling things out and really putting fine touches on stuff much later down the road? Or, you know, do you even like think you're finished? And then sometimes you do like a George Lucas and you go back and want to change things or add things sometime later, right? So, hey, if that's your process, that's your process. You do the work you do the way you do it. And if you get results, then okay, more power to you. So again, um, that's this episode. I think I'm pretty good for now. We just wanted to kind of knock this one out. we got more coming and there's actually other stuff coming to the Patreon that I'm working on. And so you can always go there and check that out. Um, I might even do a couple of different things. I'm, I'm rethinking it a little bit only because I want more people to be able to see and, and, you know, check out what, what I'm putting together, what I'm working on. And, uh, Patreon's really good for some things. It's not as good for other things. I do miss kind of being able to just share art, um, with, with all you guys, um, I used to post a lot on Instagram and I may start doing that again. Um, as a matter of fact, uh, this month we're in September right now. So I think what I'm going to try and do to hold me to it, but I'm going to try and do is post something every day, just a quick sketch, you know, and then I'm going to try and go back into Inktober in October. So for two months here, let's see if I can do something every day on top of the other stuff I have to do. And it's all just to get ideas out and share it with you guys. And maybe you like it. Maybe you want to check out more. So anyway, that's that for now. If you are listening to this and you want to share some comments, share some thoughts on this subject on details, you can go to Instagram.com slash Robert Cortez. You can go to Facebook.com slash Robert Cortez art. You'll see a post for this episode. Maybe that's how you even found this. Go there, just leave a comment, just let me know what you think. Or you can go to the Patreon page. You can go there, you can find this episode, uh, and you can see what else is there. But leave a comment there if you like. If you're, uh, if you have an account there, or um, 
If you're a patron, hey, thanks to you. Thank you very much. I appreciate you. And until next time, um, you know what to do. Keep creating.